0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read a collected volume of manga, as well as all the chapters from Shonen Jump on Viz's website. Usually I say that in the other order. I'm your host, Jeremy.
1: And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we
0: read Sailor Moon, Volume 4, because yeah. we're doing Magical Girl Maple, because we make the rules. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump, and I thought, again, it was a very disappointing Shonen Jump. We're missing two series that I was really looking forward to, honestly, the two I most wanted to read this week. Yeah. And the stuff in it, I did not think could nearly make up for that.
1: Yeah, I can feel that.
0: We do get to start out with One Piece, though, chapter 1009, Naraku, so he's finally showing up to screw with everybody in One Piece. <laughs> what did you think of this chapter, Kevin?
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot. I really liked just the, the dynamic of the fight between everybody. And I was a really big fan of how they kind of got Big Mom out of there.
0: Yeah, I did like that at the end where they're like, just just throw her in the ocean. Get rid of her flying thing and throw her in the ocean. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and I like how, you know, they hit her with, like, essentially they hit her with a giant rock. And she was like, what, you thought hitting me with a rock was going to do anything? And then she realizes, wait a minute, there's only ocean underneath me and they have Zeus. Shit.
0: Yeah, pretty good. I imagine she will fix this problem, but it's pretty good for now. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, pretty good all around. The samurai went into a rochi, and there are seven of them, and he has seven heads left. So I'm pretty sure he's dead now.
1: Yes, I do like how I... absolutely brutal that is. Like, uh, he's like, "Ha ha! I can finally take you down because you're weakened." And the you know the next panel is all of them behind him with his heads flying everywhere. Like, all right, we need to go stop Kaido, Where is he?
0: Yeah, I guess Rizo has an enemy. So yeah, that's interesting. We got some good Zorro and kid teaming up stuff. Mm -hmm. And also, I I called Big Mom Bib Mom four times in my notes. (laughs) I don't know how I managed that four times. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to say about One Piece? I enjoyed it. No. Okie dokie. That'll bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 57, Mash Burned It and You Look, You Lose Your Life. Which was better than I feel like Mashal has been lately. It still wasn't great. The character being like, "Oh, I guess Mashal could be my ally." seemed really rote. Yeah. And the solution Mashal comes up with while very Mashal didn't do a ton for me. I yes, did enjoy I, it though.
1: No, I that's totally fair. It's like, "All right, and he's going to fight Margo." Like, "Okay, you kind of we've been like expecting this for 3 weeks now."
0: Now now for this disappointing fight. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. But again, it just it didn't do a lot for me either. And it ranked very high because I thought this was a very pretty, like I said, a pretty disappointing jump. But mm-hmm. it's an upswing. I'm not really looking forward to the Margo fight, but it could definitely be good. Mm-hmm. Going in with low expectations seems like a good call. And maybe I'll be wrong. Yep. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? Nope. That brings us to Mission Yosakura Family Mission 77 Society. Kevin, we live in a society. Yep. What did you think of this chapter?
1: I thought it was pretty cool. Although, like, I like the one sword guy showing up to help them out. Like, that's a pretty neat kind of thing for them to have set up. Was not a huge fan of literally everyone else in the manga also showing up. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, the cavalry's here. And by cavalry, we mean every single other character. All right. All right.
0: I did kind of like that part. What I didn't like is there's like, okay, time for the main fight. Oh, just kidding. We got one more. It's over here. Did you forget we think we forgot about young brother? We didn't. And I'm like, I was hoping you did, actually. (laughs) I do like that the one character is a hybrid of a human and their dog.
1: Yes, that's pretty cool. That's,
0: That's a nice idea. But this chapter was just to me feel like, all right, ready for what you've been waiting for? Just kidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, there is that aspect of it.
0: And I was like, thanks, Mission News Akura family.
1: I still thought it was good, though.
0: Anything else you want to say on it?
1: I actually do like the the little brother moment of like, hey, don't worry, I got your back kind of thing that he's got going on at the end there. So,
0: so speaking of little, this transition doesn't work at all. Next, we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 39, Rachka Loses Control. Which I definitely liked. I, I like Suzu being more capable, I suppose. Yeah. The idea of her working on the origa- walking on the origami is cool. I also like the idea that Rosh goes in a picture book that got sold and brought to Japan. And at the end, they showed in friendship. And they're like, that should be the s- solution. I hope she sticks around. I don't know if she's going to, though. It did not give me that vibe at the end. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know either. But they I like how they get the mirror spirit in her to kind of make up a little bit, where yeah. you know, he was just kind of like, hey, I'm sorry, I kind of just snapped at you because our plan didn't work.
0: And I'm a jerk, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything else you want to say on it? And then it ends on sexy times, because it's Ayakashi Triangle.
1: Yep. I was just surprised that you uh, weren't going to bring up the once again egregious shots and the fact that Suzu's just literally nude at the end because reasons. See,
0: doesn't bug me as much. <laughs>
1: I thought it was very, like, it doesn't bother me either, but I thought it would have bothered you a lot, considering they had that one angle of, I'm going to be stepping on the uh, origami, but this one's going to have to kick my leg into the air so that I can show off my goods.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, but it was a good kick at least. <laughs> it, it did not bug me as much, nearly as much as uh, this series does some other times.
1: Fair. I Yeah, I really liked the Akashi triangle this week.
0: Next up we have Build King chapter 19 The Sought After Vigor. What did you think on Build King this week, Kevin?
1: I was really hoping that they weren't going to keep throwing shit at us and they did.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, you, you seem to be at Build King where I was 3 weeks ago on Build King. Yep. I mean Ringa killing the mole is kind of a twist?
1: I mean it it shows that both him and Tonkachi are special. Yes. And but like, it's not
0: really a twist, right? Yeah. That's why I said Because we
1: honestly, we don't know much about it. Like, mm-hmm. But it, it it is kind of nice that it's like Renga seemed like the more normal of the two. Like, yes, he was still superhuman compared to regular people because he lived on that island. But it seemed like Tokachi was special and Renga was just like extraordinary. And now they're both special.
0: They did both live in that house for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, though, just throwing more stuff at us. Like uh, Build Kings just exists with the people that could get super powerful. That's less exciting to me. Yeah. Gold Vigorous Evolution, sure. that's yep. That That sounds like a shounen
1: yep. that you did there. Yep, and Black Vigor allows you to kill things, I guess.
0: Also sounds about right. Yeah, just throwing all sorts of stuff at the wall, and yep. none of it's sticking for me because there's too much. It's sliding off itself. Yep. Last but not least this week, since two of the ones we normally talk about are not in this week's issue, and I have a thing to do. so We're doing speedrun tactics on this episode of Jumpstart Weekly.
1: Yep. Hey guys, Jeremy lost a couple of seconds of audio, so we're going to be talking about hard Cop and Dolphin Depth 37 Ocean Encounters.
0: That one piece thing where I'm sure I'll love this, but I, right now I'm like, come on. I don't want this flashback, even though it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I thought I actually thought it was really interesting. There's some cool stuff going on in there. So, I did quite like it, but I do agree with you, this first chapter of the... You know, it it was a good stopping point in the action for them to do this flashback. So, I will say that was well handled. Like, we got some cool action sequences, and the fight hadn't totally reached its climax, but it was at a point where we could, like, stop and insert this flashback, and then, like, go back to the action when it re- when this flashback ends.
0: See, I feel... I agree with you, but I feel like that's not good because the trick with One Piece is it always does it at the height of the action and you're always like, oh man, I really want to get back to that. So that when the flashback's really good, you're not super disappointed when it ends. Hmm. I don't feel like hard Cop and Dolphin accomplished that, which makes this flashback lose a little of its potential oomph, I think. Also, not much has happened yet, but the cult being real culty and like a real cult instead of a weird fishman cult is interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, that it's also like... I guess it's not actually a real cult. It's more like a fictional cult that actually has the ability to grant its followers superpowers, as opposed to a crazy guy who's controlling it and, you know, making everybody drink the Kool-Aid.
0: I think at this point that's ambiguous, though, because we do know eventually they'll get the hand, presumably, and have that power. But right now it could just be a weird cult that is going to luck into this.
1: That's true, but they have the the old guy who can like sit underwater for
0: oh, a very sure, long sure. time. But secret yoga method, Kevin.
1: Yeah, but still, that's something. Like that's a that's a tangible thing rather than.
0: I'm saying that could be a trick, and that they could accident into magical powers at this point.
1: That could be true.
0: So yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. I like I said, I, I'm in a little bit of a rush, so I don't want to take that away from it. It just it wasn't anything super relevant. Relevatory. Uh, it's just a decent story with this girl they met who mm-hmm. will eventually be Chaco's mom. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? No. That brings us straight into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything we read, not just what we talk about every week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. Only 18 this week. What do you have at number 18, Kevin?
1: I have ITLC down at number 18.
0: Yeah. I mean, it went very quickly from my dumb daughter I love to just a train wreck I can't go away from. I also have it at number 18.
1: Yeah. Besides not liking the general story... I really don't like that we're like we're going to be legitimate cops now and then sneak into a active hostage situation and fake shoot somebody I was like that yes. that's not legal none of that is
0: yeah it continues to have all its normal tone problems and in addition this like huge character development moment feels completely unearned yep yeah it's just a mess what do you have at number 17
1: that's where I put me in Robico okay I'm honestly trying to remember what happened on Miraboko.
0: They went to the one girl's house who has a crush on Gachi Gorilla, and they're like, oh no, is she a witch?
1: Yeah, that Like that just seemed very odd to me. I I just I didn't like the the silliness of it, I guess.
0: I gotcha. It's it's a bit higher for me. I have black clover at seventeen. Sure. It's just it's all those black clover problems, and Asta's got a new sword now because he trained. He did a shonen, and now he has a new sword, but I didn't realize it was a new sword, so.
1: I mean, fair. I,
0: also, it didn't seem to do anything to them.
1: I, I will talk about that. I have it uh, quite a bit higher, and I will talk about that when I get to it. Okay. But the the ending moment made me chuckle.
0: What do you have at 16?
1: That's where I put High School Family.
0: Gotcha. I have High School Family higher, but it's kind of a nothing chapter.
1: Yeah. And I think... A lot of the reason for it is for me. Let's see what this week was. They got this week, it like felt like a normal slice of life chapter. Yes, yes
0: absolutely. What? That's actually why I put it higher. But I can see your criticism of it as well because I was going to talk about that dichotomy.
1: Yeah, it came out of nowhere and it was like, I, wh- why couldn't I have had this the whole time? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's just a situation that like feels like it could definitely happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But then there's like no joke behind it, which is super weird.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really what it was. So, I, it just it didn't mesh well with me.
0: That's super fair. I got Magi-chan at sixteen. Sure. Similar feelings of it not meshing well. I think I just I don't super care for Nuptaku, and it didn't really make me laugh.
1: Yeah, he's the he's my least favorite of the monsters. I, uh, th- that's not true. The crab of the thing. three, yeah. of the main three, yes. I, actually, I like the urchin, the sea urchin, a little bit more <laughs> than Nubtaku. But I do not like the crab thing that, like, literally just basically yeah. shouldn't exist.
0: I would say that I like the nuptaku less than the urchin, or I pro- I like the urchin more than him. But the urchin I do not think can carry a chapter.
1: No, yeah. That so I would have if I were to rank them, I'd have Unrius, uh, Magu, yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: I'm not gonna pretend to know the two new ones' names. The
1: urchin, Niptaku, and then the crab thing. It would be my like dichotomy of monster rankings.
0: Gotcha. And then Godzilla. Yeah. What do you have at number fifteen?
1: That's where I put Build King.
0: Same, actually.
1: Because I was like, man, I, can we go somewhere instead of just yeah. expositing more information at me?
0: That would be great, wouldn't it? Yep. Oh, what do you have at fourteen?
1: That's where I put Magu-chan.
0: Gotcha. That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay. I, I wonder if we're going to be in this a weird flip point where I really like the setup last chapter and this one just felt like a real disappointing payoff to me is why this is so low. It, it wasn't as funny. I like the idea of him using the bird as a spotter, but other than that, it just didn't do a lot for me.
1: That's fair. I thought it was pretty funny and I liked that they had the joke of, you know, all right, cool. We won. Here's your 50 bucks. What? Why? Because you destroyed the town. Like we had to pay all the damages with our reward money.
0: Yeah, see, that just didn't land for me, so i like to talk about humor. Yep. What do you have for that 13?
1: So that's where I put Phantom Seer.
0: Same! The final chapter of Phantom Seer. Yep. One of the better chapters of Phantom Seer, I think. Yeah. I kind of wanted to keep going. Like, it, it hasn't been good, and I feel like it's right on the chopping block. It's the most obvious, easiest cut in the world for Shun and Jump editorial, probably. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff I would rather see go, and yeah. I feel like there could be something here. That said, maybe it's just those creators need to come up with something new. But it's the second thing the artist has done in Jump since we started, and neither has landed.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering because isn't it a duo?
0: This one is a duo, yes. Okay. The, the The writer did not write Tokyo Shinobi Squad.
1: Okay. Because, like, I I don't have any specific problem with the art.
0: No, but the artist did Tokyo Shinobi Squad himself.
1: And okay. So maybe he just kind of got unlucky and got a the writer and him didn't mesh or something along those lines but like i haven't like had a specific problem with the art you know like not conveying things well or something like that so yeah hopefully he gets his act together hopefully he gets another series i know that that's probably going to be difficult with two quick failures
0: i my understanding is they usually give you 3 but i don't know how true that is but yeah we'll, we'll just have to see right mhm phantom seer like Never was that right. It was not going to be the next big thing, so you have to get rid of it. But it was yep. not at the top of my chopping block either. It, yep. Although I feel like obviously it was for Shonen Jump. Yeah, It was not a surprise to see Final Chapter. Anything else you want to say on it before no, I'm we good. say to Phantom here? What do you have at number twelve?
1: That's where I have Undead and Unluck. Okay, I think I just liked some of the other stuff more. I, I thought Undead and Unluck was fine this week, with the uh, the Chinese zombies being a cool thing and the uh, Shen wanting to. Like having a little bit more into his flashback of him being a martial arts like student.
0: Yeah. I have it in a very similar position, but it's a bit higher just because of you'll see why as I go on. It had a bunch of and stuff I like, but like Undead Unluck is just failing to grasp me. Like I would almost rather kick Undead Unluck than Phantom Seer, because I feel like Phantom Seer has a potential in there that I don't think Undead Unluck has. But Undead Unluck I'm sure is doing better and has lasted longer. Yep. And I'm I'm very back and forth on it anyway.
1: Well, I was just thinking they could be, you know, coming to a climax soonish. Yeah, well,
0: you never know. It yeah. does feel that way, but you never know. Uh, anything else you wanted to say on it? Nah. Twelve is where I put high school family. I don't have okay. anything more to say about it. It felt super weird, but different, and I liked it more than normal. Fair. What do you have at eleven?
1: That's where I put the elusive samurai.
0: Okay, huh? I, I I liked see the the joke at the end really got me on a of samurai. Is why I put it higher. Okay, and, and uh, like I said, I thought it was pretty mad. Of the he's like, it's you know a thief, and he's like, oh, money is the only thing that matters, and it's all that I care about. And we get his full backstory, and then the main character was like, oh, I was thinking you were gonna ask for land. You're so generous to just want money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that was very good. I really like how one of his retainers is like, yeah, this, uh, you know, this guy's a noble. Of course, his sense of wealth is blown out of proportion. And I kind of like the thief's idea of like, wait, I could have asked for a fucking title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn.
0: And the party expanding makes sense to me at this point. Yep. Uh, Elusive Samurai is really turning itself around, in my opinion.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I still, I still really liked it. I think I just, you know, I'm more attached to some of the other things. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I have me and Roboco at 11. Okay. It felt actually very similar to me, to High School Family, but it actually was funny, and it didn't really have any of the vices of me and Roboco, I didn't think.
1: Fair. Roboco's not in it, so that's a that's it, usually... It, like,
0: the misunderstanding is understandable?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: And I thought the humor worked. What do you have gotcha. at
1: So that's where I put Black Clover. Okay. You know, I just like the Asta's, you know, here to kick ass moment. And the thing that I love about him being like, this is my new demon slaying sword. And then he just cuts it down with the other one really got me of the, you know, hey, look at the birdie kind of moment.
0: Okay. See, I was staring at that being like, I thought he already had that sword, but okay. So it's supposed to be a joke. Okay. Or like a joke is maybe not a, a gag in the traditional sense of the definition, not a joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he's had that sword as well. Because he's had he has three, and I think that's the third one. And so I just I I loved that moment of you know this is my demon slaying sword and it just cuts him down with the other one. Like oh I have to be wary of that thing. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Ten's where I put undead luck. Okay. Uh, very. Like, I feel like I said all my feelings when you you brought it
1: up. Gotcha. What do you have at nine? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. I think I was a bit harsh on it the first time, and so I might have elevated up a little bit this time, but I did like the joke at the end with, well, here's your $50, because, you know, we wrecked the town, and like you said, the bird being a spotter was pretty cool, and I liked how he's basically like, yeah, I'm only a sniper. That's literally my only qualification, and he was down on himself because he couldn't do other things, and Sakamoto was like, what are you talking about? That's, like, some of the best sniping I've ever seen. Like, ever.
0: Yeah, I like that in theory, but, like... I often talk about how Sakamoto Days is pretty good as a gag manga, but it's often very bad at balancing the gag and action. Mm-hmm. And like the that he went to assassin school, and they're like, "Oh, you're terrible. You only have one skill." Like the none of that landed for me. Fair. Nine is where I have Mission Yozakura Family. Okay. Like I said, it it had some good stuff, but it felt like a real bait and switch to me. Fair. What do you have at number eight?
1: That's where I put Mashal. Okay. You know the the you see a look thing or yeah you see a look game was you look, pretty you, funny. Lose. you look you lose thank you was pretty funny and but then it's like yeah we're gonna fight margo uh, like okay i i get it this is like the third time that you've mentioned like oh this guy's like a really a badass like uh-huh I, i'm aware
0: <laughs> uh, to be fair to me it just felt like the fight is finally gonna happen like you do have to have that square off moment
1: yeah it just like the week before this we had a little thing of like oh you got to be careful he's a badass and, like, when he was first introduced, he's a badass. Be- like, I- I've seen him whipping people. I've seen other people explaining that he's a badass, like, three separate times now. We c- we can calm down. I am aware he is a badass. And, this sh- like, if Maxwell overcomes him, that's, like, a, you know, a show of his strength. I got it.
0: <laughs> Eight is where I have Witch Watch. Okay. There's nothing particularly wrong with Witch Watch this week, but it's one of those chapters that felt like I was reading it for an eternity, and that is like a downside. But like when I think back on what happened in it, nothing was really bad. I didn't super love the ending, not because I thought it was bad, but it's almost the opposite of Ayakashi Triangle, where it's like Ayakashi Triangle. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for some like strong shonen stuff, and here it's like shonen stuff, and I'm like, no, wait, I could have used some more romantic comedy. Slow down.
1: That's a that's a weird uh, stance to have on that. It's just I feel like the series no, are in it, different it, places. It, yeah, it makes sense. I was just like it's funny that you're, you know, <laughs> hey, you make make more with the shonen. No no, not you, the other one.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, you got to have a balance here.
1: Yep. What do you have at number 7? That's where I put Hardball Cop and Dolphin. Okay. Like I said, it I, you know, I'm kind of interested in this flashback, so there's some cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Seven is where I have nine dragons. Okay. I like the shortstop character and this is a decent spotlight for him, but there was just a lot of little things in it that I like took me out of it. And he's like a little too much of a brat for me. Mm -hmm. Like in a way that like when he's just part of the team, it'll be fine. But while we're focusing on him right now, fair, I'm not super amused with him. Fair. And there's a bit of like, Oh, you're here to help. Right. And it's like, Then so they're playing the game. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. Actually, I have seen this trope before in Japan, but that would not fly in any sort of American sports, yeah, organization. Like even like a middle school level, yeah. Uh, What do you have at number six? Oh, sorry. If you have to say on it,
1: I have nine dragons at number six. I just I thought that was kind of funny with the. All right. Well, you guys are the you know the the pinch hitters, and I do like his thing of. Yes, he's still a brat, but like right now, he's being especially bratty because these are the dudes that kicked him out.
0: Yeah, uh, like like I said, I I don't dislike the character. Yeah. like as like oh, get him out of here. I'm more of like, I I don't. He's not going to be my favorite.
1: No, that's totally fair. I also like the. All right, well, I mean, they've only got one good guy on their team. There's no way they could win. And then you know the the rest of the teammates show up, and it's like oh, they have this amazing batter. Well, I, all right, they got one amazing batter. We can still beat that. And then, you know, the pitcher shows up and the, the coach just being like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I do think we need like a real baseball game in here before they get the whole team. Probably, yeah. Because like, I, I don't dislike the format, but like recruiting each character is going to take forever, I think. Unless like all the outfielders are just like randoms they recruited screw or something. But yep.
1: Or they find a gang of people, uh, a gang of people to be all the outfielders. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Like a like three Kuwabaras? <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could be great.
0: Los trace Kuwabaras in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Mashal at number six. Sure. I, I feel like I said all my stuff on it. It was mostly just that I thought, like I've said it before, of disappointing Shonen Jump, and Mashal wasn't disappointing. Fair. A pretty hard jump between my six and five, at least. What do you have at number five?
1: That's where I put Mission Yuzukura. Like I said, I like the the backup showing up and the thing with uh, the younger brother, kind of like, don't worry, guys, I got your back.
0: Yeah. Five's where I put Elusive Samurai. I already talked about it. That joke at the end really got me. Sure. What do you have at four?
1: That's where I put Witch Watch. I'm excited to see how Witch Watch handles the more shounen action stuff. And I like the idea, you know, the upping the stakes of, oh, there's another witch that's out to get her.
0: Yeah, I liked it as well. Mm -hmm. I have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at four. Sure. I feel like I I said, when I talked about it earlier, I was down on it, which is not really the case. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's a good ride and I want to see where it goes. It just has that momentum shift that I don't think helps it.
1: Fair. What do you have at number three? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Same. Yeah, it's it's good, cute, sexy times, and Suzu getting, you know, to be able to do more stuff is pretty neat. Yeah. And, you know, the fight is resolved with, you know, shown a friendship, so.
0: Yeah, everything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at number two?
1: That's where I have One Piece. Okay. I really like the, you know, fighting Kaido is really cool. You know, Zoro blocking the... Breath attack for a second was a neat moment. (laughs) I really love when Luffy's going to do what I'm assuming is going to be Red Hawk. Yes. Because he doesn't get all the way through the thing and Kaido dodges. And Luffy's just like, oh, you dodged that one. Was it going to hurt? (laughs) Like, it was just really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have Dr. Stone it, too. Sure. For a couple of reasons. One, honestly, is that One Piece was super fun throughout. And Dr. Stone is kind of a downer. Yes. And Dr. Stone's tone's been super weird. Sometimes that can really elevate you, right? Like when we had the one where the three characters died earlier, Mm -hmm. like that shot Dr. Stone right to the top. But like they've been maintaining this weird tone. Yeah. And like, I kind of get what the plan is, but I also kind of don't get what the plan is. Like, did they make chrome sprinkle you with revival fluid right after you get stoned thing? Is that the plan? Yeah, who knows? Obviously, you have it number one, and I have One Piece at number one, so go. Yeah,
1: (laughs) so I still really liked a lot of the moments in that, you know, just the everyone being like, all right, like, you know, even if we have to sacrifice ourselves, they have total faith that things will work out, which was just a, a good moment for me. And yeah, there's a ton of downers because, you know, it's everyone sacrificing themselves, but... I do love the moment of the watchmaker being like, "What? Did you guys not realize that the moon is screaming at us constantly?"
0: That is a good twist cuz again, I reread not a lot of Doctor Stone but some and that point I was like, "Oh yeah, Senku's voice is just saying that from the moon." That's weird and hasn't come up in a while.
1: Yeah, so like <laughs> that coming back is like, "Oh yeah, like that was a great moment for me when was like, "Oh yeah, that thing is going on and like just ties it back in." So I thought that was a really good tie-in and i'm really excited to see what's going to go continue to happen with dr stone
0: yeah i mean i like i said between it and one piece it was kind of a decision for me but one yeah, piece no, was more fun to read so <laughs> no,
1: it, it was definitely close for to me too and i would agree with that one piece was more fun to read but i really liked the stuff out of dr stone
0: all righty that'll do it for shonen jump this week we read sailor moon volume four and we will be back to talk about it after the break Okay, so we read Sailor Moon Volume 4 this week, which I feel like is the densest volume of Sailor Moon thus far. Yeah. It, 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 I'm sad that I'm going to have to rush through it a little bit, but that's just the situation we ended up in. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Kevin?
1: I had a bit, uh, and this happens even though we didn't read Volume 3 that long ago.
0: Nope.
1: I have, like, I always have a disconnect when I start reading Sailor Moon of, like, some of it is there's technically two different runs of Sailor Moon. And so I always get confused which one I'm supposed to be reading. And then I'm like, wait, so which chapters am I supposed to read again? And then once I start reading it, I'm like, wait, what happened last time?
0: It, it's, we talk about it every time Sailor Moon comes up, but it's just got this pace that like it does not slow down for anything, including yep. like character moments or explanations, which is something I really like about it, but it makes it really easy to get lost in even if you're not having months or years between reading chapters.
1: Yep. There's also a couple of shots where I have to like look really hard at a character to figure out who they are.
0: Oh, yeah. That's also a problem with Naoki art style. I feel like the Sailor Guardians are pretty distinct, but all her boys look the same. And a-, yeah. a lot of her female villains look the same.
1: Yeah. And there's a couple of, and it's just specific shots of some of the Sailor Guardians. Like... You know, if I can't see all of Venus's or
0: Usagi's
1: face, yeah, or hair, it's like, wait, which one are you? Oh, okay, you're this one. And so I just have these little kind of disconnects. As I start going through the volume, that fixes itself. But especially right at the start, it's always like, wait, what the hell was happening again?
0: Yeah, th- there is in this volume a uh, little chibi-doodle uh, Nayaka Takeuchi did of all of the Sailor Scouts doing sailor things, like swabbing the deck or like looking through binoculars. And I, the first time I looked at it, I did think they were all Usagi with different hairstyles for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also just stopped taking notes at a certain point, which maybe I shouldn't have because this is super dense. But I just got back into it like, oh, man, this is what I love about Sailor Moon is yeah, all this it's, bullshit. <laughs> it,
1: it's still really good. There was only one minor quibble I had with something. Well, let's hear it. Let's start there. So that was after Chibiusa goes back a second time to okay, the yeah. future.
0: This makes sense. And I, then, I think I know what you're gonna. What and then I it's like, about? and then
1: everyone's back in the future. I'm like, how don't don't you need the key that she has to get I'm pretty sure back?
0: I thought she gave Usagi the key before
1: that. I, she might have, but like that was that was my quibble. It was like, how did everyone get back to the future?
0: I thought it was going to be, well, how did you, Chibiusa just lose that key? That super important key. She's just like, where'd my key go?
1: I, that makes total sense because it's, you know, I figured that they've been manipulating her and she's also, even though they mentioned that she's 900 years old, she's still, you know, like a <laughs> six-year-old. So uh,
0: I'd, I had forgotten if she was actually 900 or if that was like a fan joke. when i was reading this and so they get to the part where she's like yeah then we you know sailor moon became queen and then she had a child and i was like and people stopped aging i'm like okay but only after they reach adulthood i'm like okay so maybe that isn't like and also she's 900 years old and i'm like there it is
1: yep yeah because it's like you know to me it's that sense of uh she's special even compared to everyone else yes but also she hasn't reached maturity so like you know, there are still plenty of adults in the real world that are you know that can be six year olds. So she just yeah. happens to be stuck in the body of a six year old
0: for yes. nine hundred years, which st- does sound rough. To
1: yeah, be fair. It does.
0: Uh, I, I was getting to the point where another. I know this is a fan theory, but I was like, is this going to come up? Is that the reason Sailor Pluto is the guardian of time? Is that Usagi sent her to do that because she was putting the moves on Endymion? <laughs> and she's like, hey, Sailor Pluto, i got a real important job for you. It's over here. It lasts eternity, and you never get to see anyone. But then she, she's super into his daughter, and when he shows up, she's like, oh, yes, and Demian, I'll do anything for you. I'm like, wait, is that actually true as well? <laughs> and we see Usagi getting super jealous of her own daughter. <laughs> so yes. If, if a, a, a real-ass woman who looked like that was putting the moves on him, yeah, yeah you go guard the you go guard the, time, the door of time for eternity. That's yep. your job now. Don't give this key to anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's an uh, interesting theory. I do like, I, I did like the moment where she gets extremely jealous of Chibiusa when she gets revealed that she's her daughter. I was like, Endymion, why are you trying to protect our daughter instead of me? <laughs> Part of me was like, are, are you fucking serious right now? Like, Really?
0: Uh, I do like the part where she's like in bed, like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Obviously, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, I
1: I liked that where she has this moment and then she goes to her room and she's like, wait a minute. I was being an asshole. Like, yes, yes, you were. (laughs)
0: Like I said, Sailor Moon always has this like super dreamlike quality where the worst thing is always happening. And it really moves in with that well also i i had forgotten it's super important that sailor venus doesn't get kidnapped and i was so tired of the like kidnapping formula it's nicely broken up in this volume we get two and then one yep. but i was like oh man and now they're gonna get venus and she's like no i'm fine <laughs> i'm in this plot i'm like yeah hell yeah you are Minako. that's why you're my favorite
1: <laughs> yeah i like that too i like the just the reveal when they go to a thousand years in the yeah a th- no a hundred years yeah. in the future
0: uh yeah or no a thousand no a thousand it's the 30th century it's it's the yep. new millennium
1: yeah I was like no it is a thousand because Shibius is nine hundred
0: <laughs> yes so so uh, Usagi does have a hundred years alone with him before they <laughs> <laughs> decide to have kids yes uh, kid it goes so well they decide one is fine
1: <laughs> well I mean you know they have the one kid and then she doesn't grow up and they're kind of like. Mm, may Maybe no. Maybe not a second one. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. You know, when they reveal that it's like, wait, who's that lady? Well, that that's you from the future. What? Aren't we like a thousand years in the future? Yeah. What?
0: Hey, that's why I'm always saying, oh God, I can't wait until Queen Serenity takes over, and we're all eternally young forever, and government is just one monarch forever, and her nine hundred year old six year old daughter as the successor.
1: Yep. That's. One of the books here is I absolutely love has something similar happen where in the empire, one of the characters like works with a God to create an immortal emperor. And he's like, you're going to be the emperor for all time. And if you ever, if you ever do somehow manage to die, the gods will resurrect you again. And it's like, we know you're going to be a good ruler and you will just rule for eternity. That will be fine.
0: Yeah, Exactly. But yeah, this is probably the most world-building Sailor Moon does there is a little bit more later. But like it's always hard to like I know the twist that Chibiusa is her daughter and I can never remember if that's as obvious as the one where Usagi is the princess or not to people who don't just know it. But I guess you knew it already as well, right? Yeah,
1: that was uh, it was super heavily implied. Yeah. And it was like I the the twist for me was the uh, she's her daughter from a thousand years in the future, yeah. not her daughter from like 10 years in the future, or yeah. n- you know, like 15 years in the future. Like, Oh, she's a six year old. You got a little bit older and had a kid. And then something happened like, Oh no, I'm from a thousand years in the future. Oh, yeah,
0: everything was great for like a thousand years. You saw good job I, uh, to the point where, when I got back here and you were such a fuck up, I was like, how is this my mom?
1: <laughs> well, and I like, she so also has that moment of, uh, Well, then I got back here, and I found out that my mom was just like me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I do love that, of, like, she has all these confidence issues, but then she finds out so did her mom, and her mom was always floundering, and it, like, activates something in her. And then she goes right into a trap, but...
1: Yeah. But it's also kind of nice, because there were a lot of, like, uh, we have these kind of, I guess, flash-forwards of Chibiusa's memories being, like, picked on by other people in the nobility, and some of the people being like, hey your mom was also a fuck-up too, calm down. And she's like, no, she wasn't. Like, look how calm and cool and collected she is. There's no way she was a fuck-up. And then going back to actually see it, be like, oh no, they were They were totally true. She's, she's absolutely terrible.
0: Yes. She's jealous of her own daughter because her husband is like, I gotta protect that girl. I promised myself from the future.
1: <laughs> I promised myself and probably future you too that I would protect our daughter.
0: And she's like, yeah, I feel like future uh, me would be on our si- my side.
1: I, mean, I couldn't ask her because she was asleep, but
0: I feel like. <laughs> yes. Somehow we've gotten this far without even mentioning the planet Nemesis or Wise Man. Yep. Or Esmeralda, who is not as great in the manga as she is in the anime, but. Fair. Or, or, or Smoking La Tuxedo Bomber.
1: <laughs> they were like, yeah, his powers are psychometry so he can like connect with things that he touches and also smoke bombs. Yeah, because he's also Batman. (laughs) It's good. The one thing that bothered me a little bit about the explanation of Nemesis was it was like, yeah, so it was a prison colony. And then we like forgot about it. I was like, what?
0: See, I don't. Again, details in Sailor Moon are, you know, few and far between. I don't think it was a prison colony. I think it was they banished this one person to it.
1: Okay, it made it sound like they had banished, sev, like, you know, because they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, then this one oh. guy kept, like, uh, you know, founding that. So it was like you had this prison colony that you forgot about.
0: Th- that was also my co- sort of recollection. So I was reading very carefully, similar to, like, when they were like, yeah, and we don't age and- anymore once we get to become adults. And I was looking real carefully to try and remember exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that it's the reverse of normal where they're like, e- everyone's immortal and it's great. But these like three guys are like, no, being immortal sucks. And they're the bad guys. But like a reasonable story instead of one where the immortals are like, Ugh, immortal immortality is such a pain, you don't want it. Most people are like, nah, it's sweet, as long as you're not Chibiusa and six years old forever. <laughs> yes. Except for these guys who are like, no, war is great. We could take over all the planets if we just died. Yep. The sailor would be like, what the fuck is your problem? Which is her reaction to anyone who's evil. Yes. Like, but, but why? What's your problem? I don't understand.
1: I thought everything was nice. Yeah. It's too damn nice. What do you mean it's too damn nice?
0: <laughs> pretty much everyone's immortal now. It's not like it's just us. Like my hu- or It's not like my husband and my bodyguards. It's everyone, pretty much, we said. Except for <laughs> you guys, I guess. So I guess if you're the ones who aren't immortal, I would understand why you're so upset. But they seem to be. They just seem to be mad about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And we have some creepy stuff with Prince Demond, where he's like, ah, you're helpless, and I have you captured.
1: Yep. And he's like, you know, the first time I saw you, I was going to make you kneel before me. And while <laughs> You kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, and then you kicked my ass. <laughs> but uh, you look kind of like you, but you're not as powerful, so, you know, I'll take this.
0: Well, it's more nightmare stuff, because she can't use her powers in the future, because there's a future silver crystal that's keeping her in stone, so she can't
1: use it. Yeah. Which, like, again like that that makes sense from a time yeah. travel perspective like they and well i mean they even they're like but, oh they
0: established it earlier
1: yeah it was like so. there's two silver crystals they might be like interfering with one another somehow' I was like that that makes total plausible sense
0: yep and Pachibiius is like yeah but i'm gonna try though i'm like i'm six i'm doing my best here
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm six you're 900 yeah but i like technicalities
0: yeah look i'll be great in the next arc <laughs> not that she's not great here, because I actually really like Chibiusa, but... Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Anything we forgot? There's crop circles in this also. Makoto gets a cold at the beginning, and that's how they take her out. That's kind of funny. And she she gets, she gets a cold, and she's like, Oh, I just have such a fever, I can't help but confess all of our secrets to this arcade man.
1: Well, they also specifically mentioned that it's not a regular cold. It was a virus that yeah. the that they introduced, so...
0: Yes, I, I specifically, I wrote down the line because it's amazing. Now that we've seen the storm with a virus w- using our flying saucer. I'm <laughs> like, yes, Sailor Moon, feed it to me like grapes.
1: <laughs> I think it honestly it would have been funnier <laughs> if she had uh, just gotten a regular cold. And like, that's how they got, they captured her, but it's still good. Yeah. And then wise man capturing he, he he is the one who like messes with Chibiusa at the end, right?
0: Yeah. And that's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't remember what's in the anime and what's in the manga. I wanna I wanna do some spoilers, but I can't remember if they actually happen or not, so I won't. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanna say about it? Nope. That just leaves us with personality power level.
1: Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level?
0: Personality power level of this segment, where we rank characters from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto from Naruto. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. At the bottom is Koku from Flame of Rekka. I'm not sure you've heard of it. You're not missing much. True. Dead in the center, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures. That makes sense. He's very, I mean, Red from Pokemon Adventures has so much more character than Red from Pokemon Red the game. But <laughs> the idea of that funk slate being in the middle does amuse me. Sailor Moon characters do pretty good on our list. We got Muniko at number three because she's my favorite. Usagi at number four, right behind her. Mm-hmm. Queen Barrel's the bottom at number 70. She's lower than I thought, but she does just swirl that energy. Tuxedo Mask is at number 59, right below red. Two below red, I should say. Tuxedo Mask, if we're going to move someone, seems like the person, but he's probably fine where he is.
1: I think so, yeah. Uh, who do we want to add? I don't know. Who would you like to add, Jeremy?
0: Like, Chibiusa makes the most sense, but also she's got so much stuff coming up in the next volume.
1: I mean, I'm I'm probably just going to be following your lead w- for the w- most part anyway. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, th- that's why I wanted you to pick a character, so at least th- there's there's pretend division of labor. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I think the other three scouts are actually pretty boring. Not going to lie. Fair. We could do Ami because she's everyone's favorite in Japan. And, she, right. and I do think she's the most interesting of the three, but I would still put her below her tuxedo mask, honestly. Yep.
1: Yeah, I would as well.
0: But I'd put her above like and from Flame of Rekka, who is a comparable character. Sure. Probably also Kauru from Flame of Rekka. Yep. And Gamco from Flame of Rekka, who we put above Kaoru for some reason.
1: Yep. Those are names. Sure.
0: Uh, she's the puppet girl. Yeah, I know. I would put her above Shirayuki from Snow White with the Red Hair.
1: I'll say for now, yeah.
0: But probably not as good as Toru Nanamine from Bakuman. No. So Ami Mizuno goes at number 61, above Shirayuki and below Toru Nanamine. That was easy. hmm And de- definitely next time will be Chibiusa, who I actually think is great. But we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll cross that, you know, whenever. We have mm-hmm. other Magical Girl stuff to read first. It's not just going to be Sailor Moon month, although yep. I, I would spring that on Kevin at some point if I could.
1: I mean, I also have all of the volumes now, so.
0: Yeah, gotcha. You wanted to read some Clamp stuff, because when people in the, from the 90s think of Magical Girls, they think of either Clamp or Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Or St. Tail it, for like three people, as far as I can tell. But we're, that's not on our list. So what do you want to read next week, Kevin?
1: So I was thinking we could read Cardcapper Sakura.
0: Yeah, th- that's the obvious one, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really why, is that's the obvious one, but I have no knowledge of it whatsoever. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, unlike it's weird I did not watch that. You would think I would when I was watching Sailor Moon, but it was on a different channel at a different time. And mm-hmm. I do have some knowledge of Sakura, though, so I can't say I have none. And yeah, you're familiar with Clamp, right? Or do we have to have the Clamp discussion next week?
1: Well, probably will, because I, I don't think I do.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's something to look forward to next week then. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out old episodes where we talk about Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus and probably some other manga. I don't think this is just a Sailor, a, a Nyaku Takeuchi podcast. We'd run out of material pretty quick. Yes. Anything you want to plug, Kevin?
1: So, The Greatest Puppet Show on Earth is back. Thunderbolt Fantasy Season 3 started up for the spring season this year, and it's one of my favorite anime that isn't an anime, so I would recommend going and watching it. You can watch it all on Crunchyroll. It's really good stuff.
0: All right. See you next week, everybody.
1: Yep.